Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches. I'm Maria, and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years. And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources. Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work. And through our work as life coaches, we've learned how to make work fun. Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too. Without giving in to the productivity hustle. So let's dive right in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Um, So this week, we wanted to talk a little bit about making work fun by putting less pressure on ourselves about our job. Um, And so just to start, I'll just jump right into it. I looked at the definition of pressure, of course. course Um, (laughs) I know, I just can't help myself. I sneakily do it when Maria isn't paying attention. (laughs) So basically, the definition I thought was super interesting. It's the use of persuasion, influence, or intimidation to make someone do something. So essentially, like using your skills of persuasion or coercion to force someone into doing something. And I just think that's such an interesting definition of pressure when we think about that in the context of like how sometimes we do have to like show up and persuade ourselves to do work and how much more intense and intimidating that makes our work feel when we show up in that way. Yeah, I love that. It's like coercing yourself into doing work that's pretty much what like we a lot of us do and it's like what a lot of us have done for so long that we just don't we can't even think of another way we're like okay but all I know is pressuring myself into work so then if I stop pressuring myself then what (laughs) like what are the other options I only know bullying and intimidating myself to doing this task that I think I need to get done and it's like super high stakes thought that was super interesting yeah, we like that. That's a very legitimate fear that I hear a lot whenever I talk to clients about putting less pressure on themselves. Like, but then I'm not going to do anything ever. That's like that's the first response, and that that was my first response when I was first coached on this. I'm like, are you kidding? Like that just <laughs> that leaves me just like not doing any work ever again. Turned out to not be true, of course, and <laughs> it's a. Uh, for sure not true for like, you know, everyone I've worked with, but it's a very natural response when that's all we've done our whole lives. And that's what we think is like actually working for us, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's what blew my mind. I remember learning about this like a couple of years ago when I was digging into coaching for myself for the first time. And it was this idea that like, what if everything that I have done and accomplished so far in my life isn't because of all of the pressure and intimidation and persuasion and meanness that I've like used to coerce myself into doing work. And what if it's actually all the times that I've been like kind of compassionate. And those are the moments when I like sit down and do the work and the persuasion and the like coercion is actually doing the opposite and it's preventing me from sitting down and doing my work because it makes me feel so stressed and fearful and anxious and usually those types of emotions don't feel you know positive actions like sitting down and thinking critically or creatively about a project or assignment right I remember Natasha and I were in the same coaching program a few years ago and I think everyone in that program was just our minds were just blown when we heard this concept like what what do you mean we would be more motivated if we didn't pressure ourselves that just doesn't add up all of us were just like in completely sort of 
confused about this. And I, I have just, a very <laughs> vivid memory of like listening to this on my teacher's podcast. So, um, Carl Lowenthal is a, both of our coaches and our teacher. And so she, um, talked about this concept on a podcast and I like, I think I paused it and had to like <laughs> listen to it. I was like, what do you mean? This is, <laughs> I remember just arguing with her. I'm like, just no, you're confused. This is not how this works. You're like, just no. <laughs> exactly. And now we're here on the other side. <laughs> Did you know yeah. you could actually take some of the pressure off and lower the stakes and it might actually make your work experience more pleasurable. It might make it just feel so much less intense And, um, I think just like scary. And when you take off all of that, then you can just sit down and do the thing that you want to get done essentially, because for most of us, we want the result of having it done. Yeah, for sure. Like we, I guess the other, the other place where it gets a little tricky in our brains is that we think we need to be like super excited at all times to do something. But then ironically, we end up pressuring ourselves into doing is it's like neither of those two is actually true we think like we need to coerce ourselves but then we're like mad that by coercing ourselves we're not feeling super happy and excited about it and then we usually the result is we don't end up doing it for long periods of time <laughs> then we do it like before a deadline or when we sort of can't hold it off any longer um but you don't need either of those you don't need to be super stressed and you also don't need to be like ecstatic about it every time so there is such a thing as doing your work outside of those two extremes um and sort of deciding that you want to do it for reasons other than this is the best thing ever or this is the worst thing ever you know yeah totally i think part of it comes from just like I think we need to first start by just like questioning the premise that we have that's even creating all this pressure, right? Mm. Like, it's like thinking about it being like, okay, is it actually true that this deadline is like unmovable, can't be fixed, can't be changed? Is it actually true that my entire career depends on this entire report? Like starting to like, I don't know, just look at and get curious about how you're relating to this assignment or this piece of work or this project or whatever the case may be might help you first, like as a first layer, just examine it from a more like neutral place, right? Oh, I, yeah, totally love that because you're totally right. Like so many times I am talking to people and they just stated as fact, they're like, no, this needs to be done and it needs to be done by end of Friday. And there's just no way around it. So I need you to coach me to like motivate myself to do it. <laughs> like, okay, but let's question the, it need, it absolutely needs to be done. But I end of Friday premise, because usually when you dig into it a little more, it turns out, well, the alternative is I need to talk to my colleague about helping me. Like, okay, but that's like not such an impossibility as your, <laughs> your brain was making it out to be. We're like, okay, no, it's because we're so scared of like those small encounters that we sometimes perceive as awkward. We're like, no, it has to be a conversation for five minutes during which I might feel slightly awkward. So then I'm just going to brush that aside, ignore that and tell myself it absolutely has to be done by me, by Friday. Yeah. And I think part of this too, is like when you can, and we're going to talk about this on another podcast episode, but when you conflate your self-worth and your own like opinion of yourself and your character with 
meeting deadlines or how you show up at work, then you also have more rigidity in terms of how you will maybe work around these things. Like if you actually legitimately need more time, but you're like, no, asking for more time means that I'm failing and I'm a bad person. I'm a bad worker. Then of course, you're not going to want to talk to your colleague and have that awkward conversation or whatever the case may be. And so that part of it, um, I think is something to explore. And we'll talk about that, like I said, in another episode, but it does come into play here too. Oh, for sure. Because it's, yeah, exactly. It's not so much even the five minute awkwardness of the conversation. It's the five hours afterwards where you're going to be telling yourself, well, that was, that meant I'm a bad coworker and that meant blah, blah, blah. You know, all the things you're going to tell yourself that this means about you. Yeah. Um, so it, the other thing that comes to mind when we're talking about questioning the pressure is questioning whether you really need to do everything to quite the degree that you were thinking about. So sometimes a project seems completely impossible when you want to do it with like the, to the nth degree of like just double checking every single period, (laughs) you know, just double checking everything seven times. But if you just let yourself create a first draft that's imperfect and that sometimes even just thinking like this, first draft is not going to be great at all that's what first drafts are let me just put it out in the world then it doesn't become so impossible you're like okay that I can do what I meant when I said I can't like it's impossible I meant I don't have the time to check it 17 times and rewrite it 10 times (laughs) between now and Friday right exactly it's so true it's like actually thinking logically and realistically about your work tasks and the things that like encompass your work because for most of us like 99.999% of us we're not like operating room brain surgeons that have like work that <laughs> needs to get done immediately in this moment and so when you can like look at it from perspective and from that angle, then you can actually show up and make it a more enjoyable experience for yourself instead of essentially like, yeah, intimidating and bullying yourself to getting this thing done because that never feels good for anyone. Right. Yeah, for sure. And like, because we're not brain surgeons, we also don't need that quite level, exact same level of precision <laughs> in our work, right? Like I would never coach a brain surgeon to just be like, no, go and do, you know, <laughs> do something that's not, you know, the accepted method, but make it easier on yourself. No, like in that situation, I want you to be very focused and, yeah. and take care of it properly. But for most of us, that's not the case. There are multiple options that we're just not seeing. We're sort of taking away the options from our minds and we're only seeing like the one thing that's really, really hard and that just seems impossible. Yeah. And so it's like, what if that wasn't the only option? What if like intimidating and pressuring myself into doing this thing when I didn't feel like doing it or not doing it weren't the only two options? What if there was like some greatness in between those two choices basically, right? Yeah. I like one question I often teach my clients and um, that works really well. And I, I practice that myself too, is just asking yourself, how can I make this easier? So whenever I find myself or my client in a situation where they're like, this is just too hard. I can't even start it. I'm so exhausted. I don't even want to look at it. Well, let's ask ourselves, how can I make this easier? What are the ways? And then your brain gets curious and starts actually coming up with ways. Um, I remember coaching a client once. She was a college professor and she had to grade these papers. And she was like, this is impossible. There's a deadline that I need to grade them by, but I need to like check every single sentence multiple times and I need to like redo it and then write really long paragraphs with comments. I'm like, okay, is there an actually easier way to do this? She was like, well, yeah, I can actually just read them 
you know, just once or twice instead of seven times. And I can write shorter comments and then I can do in the next five hours. Like, well, let's do that. <laughs> How about we do that instead of like spending three days dreading the long paragraphs? And eventually you're probably still going to end up writing the short comments because you're going to run out of time, <laughs> you know, but might as well do that the first time. And then if you want to go back to some of them and write longer feedback, then you have all this space of like, okay, now I've done it and I can go back and redo some of them or yeah. on some of them. Yeah. That's such a good question, right? The, what if this was easy or how can I make this easy? I love that so much. And the other thing that came to mind when you were telling that like story of coaching your client is like questioning who's setting up the rules. Like, is that the rules of what grading papers actually has to look like, or is she the one creating this impossible framework for herself and now having to like meet this impossible standard in this really tight time frame? right? It's like questioning every single part of it. Exactly. No, yeah, exactly. And 99% of the time, it's going to be, we are setting up the standards. <laughs> We're the one setting up the impossible standards for ourselves in an impossible line and then trying to force ourselves to get it done. And then we're upset when it doesn't feel good and we're like not motivated to do it. Yeah. And in that same example, we actually like then ended up talking about, well, what is going to be more helpful to your students ultimately too? And it's like, probably getting the comments sooner and getting like the shorter comments that they can absorb and like incorporate that feedback instead of writing like wrong long paragraphs written by me that they might be confused about and then they'll come back with questions you know so we ended up ultimately deciding that this is actually even better for her students she she I think she even received some feedback from her students earlier that you know oh it's so much helpful more helpful when I get the comments soon and it's a short paragraph that I can incorporate so not only did she make the rules, but it wasn't even necessarily the rule that was most helpful to what she was trying to accomplish, which is help her students. <laughs> That's what I love, actually. And I've been thinking about this a little bit in my own coaching practice with my own clients as well. Is like, what is actually in service of you and what is actually in service of the clients or the people that you're serving with this work, right? Is it overcomplicating it, spending way too much time on it, delaying give it, getting it out. Is that actually in service of everyone involved or is, you know, getting it done, getting them their feedback, right? Finish up the grades, <laughs> wrapping it up and then giving yourself time so that you can just kind of like rest a little bit and recharge after this probably intense period of work in this case. Right. So it, it is a, a beautiful notion to con to contemplate. And I have been thinking about that a lot. It's like, sometimes what we think is in service isn't actually truly in service. Yes. I've been thinking the exact same thing about my coaching business because sometimes both in terms of, you know, creating content and in terms of during coaching calls, because my brain's tendency is always to overcomplicate. It's always mm -hmm. to be like, well, we're, let's say we're talking about a particular scenario with a client and my brain is like, okay, there's like seven things I can teach her right now and they're all helpful. And then I will try to teach her seven things and it'll be very confusing for my poor client. She's like, I don't know what, like which one of those to be paying attention to as opposed to, and this is really just for my own sort of my own brain creating this uh, unreasonable rule as opposed to just, I'm going to teach her one super simple concept right now that's going to really sink in and be super helpful. And then down the line, we can talk about some of the other ones too. Yeah. And I think that can be so helpful in work context as well. It's like literally putting your work in perspective. Like sometimes we get into this mode when we're putting the pressure on ourselves that we literally think it's all or nothing. And we're like, everything rides on this mm. one thing. I have to get it done by this time. But is that actually even true? Right. 
because we just sometimes tend to like catastrophize with it. And we tell ourselves this story and narrative that maybe actually isn't the reality of what would happen in this scenario. So oftentimes that narrative is like, if I don't get it done, then I'm going to be fired. Then I'm going to be publicly humiliated in front of everyone. Then I'm going to lose everything I've ever worked for. Right. But is that even like, that is so extreme. And is that even the reality of what would happen in this case? And when you can start to deconstruct that catastrophization and actually think through, okay, what would be the consequences or the results or what am I actually facing here? It just makes it so much easier. And it gives you a little bit more breathing room, I think. Yeah. Another thing that happens, and I think that's sort of worth its own conversation down the line, but another thing that happens is we put pressure on ourselves in advance because we're scared that if someone comes back with any sort of negative feedback or constructive feedback, or even just nobody comes back with feedback, our brain is going to freak out later on, then we will be able to tell ourselves, well, at least I gave it my all. At least I like put it all out there. And like, there's not, no one can blame me for doing the absolute maximum there. And we think that's going to save us from like unpleasant emotions down the line. And it's a complete, lie like we're still going to have them pleasant emotions down the line because our brain is going to find a way to (laughs) to make us think we did something wrong even if we haven't and and we're in addition to that creating unpleasant emotions for ourselves right now by putting the pressure right now we can some kind of think sometimes we think we can time shift the pressure we can put it on now so that we can avoid it later and that just doesn't work it's always it's going to happen both now and later (laughs) when you do that And also putting all this pressure on yourself now isn't necessarily resulting in better quality work, right? Like it's not necessarily going to stop someone from giving you negative feedback, right? Like feedback can happen in all, every single scenario. Like we actually have no control over someone else's feedback of our work. Just so interesting to think, right? Like different people have different opinions. And so really like maintaining that our work has to be perfect and no less and having all these like high standards that feel really intense. And it feels just like this uphill battle that we're never going to get through. It, It doesn't actually result in everyone celebrating us and celebrating our work and telling us we did a good job. We could still get feedback no matter what. And more than anything, there will be feedback. Like there usually is always feedback on things, right? So it's like, so part of it, and this is probably something that we need to have a podcast on, but it's like not making that feedback mean something about you. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, exactly. There's always going to be feedback and you having put all this extra pressure on yourself up front does not sort of uh, protect you from you putting more pressure on yourself later. We somehow think that's what's going to happen. We're like, even if I get negative feedback, at least I can tell myself I gave it my all. No, but then your brain is going to say, you should have simplified it. (laughs) You should have done things easier, you know? So, And are you even giving it your all when you're putting all this pressure on it? Because I know for me, usually tons of pressure results in me like procrastinating like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to avoid this work at all costs. I'm going to do anything but this work. And then I'm just going to try to get it done crunch time at the last minute in order to finish it up. Right. So I'm not even doing probably the best quality work or like the most thoughtful, considerate contemplative work because I've just made it so scary. Mm, That's, that's so true. I think like a lot of us weight pressure with work. We're like, well, I was stressed this whole time. I was procrastinating and stressed. And then I was like doing the crunch time work and stressed. So that must have equal 
you know, higher quality or <laughs> more effort or giving it my all, where that's not what this means. We just, we just have been so used to equating pressure with quality. And I think that's where we need to start decoupling <laughs> those two. Yeah, because when we train our brains that high intense pressure means good quality or like work that we can be proud of, it's like you're stuck in this loophole on this hamster wheel that you like can't get out of. And then your brain's going to constantly want to make it a high pressure situation because you're like getting dopamine hits from being like, okay, this means I'm doing a good job when it yeah. might not actually be true. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that's all I have on this topic. Um, and thank you so much, everyone, for joining us this week. Hey, everyone, it's Maria. I am a burnout coach for professional women, and I work with high achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. To work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind LLC. Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a money mindset coach. I work with women who want to shift their beliefs around money and wealth so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients, employees who want to make more money at work or entrepreneurs who want to earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatakesti.com or on Instagram at natashatakesti. We'll see you there.